No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. Hello, friends, and welcome back to This Is Not A Backup Plan after a little bit of an unexpected break that I took, just really due to me being a time optimist who is overcommitted to things. But I am back with a very fun interview this week. I interviewed Emily of the Living for Hope Instagram account. I love Emily's account. She's recently moved to New York and she shares things about her experience being in New York. She shares things about her background in social work. And she also shares things about being a single adult and also dealing with mental health. Most recently, she's had a very fun series on her Instagram about dating apps and how to use them and pros and cons and what's on the different platforms. And I just found that to be a very good time. So I highly recommend following Emily, seeing what she's up to. She shares just cute, fun things and really thoughtful things too. So I love that and I loved our conversation. So I hope that you enjoy hearing from her as well. morning, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Before we get started, will you just take a minute and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. My name is Emily. I am currently in New York. I'm at Columbia getting my master's in social work. I've been working as a social worker. I got my bachelor's from the University of Utah in social work. And I've been in Utah about the last seven years. And then just in the last two months, moved to New York. I grew up mostly in Maryland. And then my family moved to Utah when I was 17, right before my senior year of high school. So that's a little little background about me. So tell me about deciding to move to New York. What was the driving force behind that? And when did you start thinking, hey, this is something I want to do? I have always loved New York. Like growing up in Maryland was about four hours away from New York. And so we did come a couple times. My family came over like Christmas, winter break one year. When I was 16, my friend lived in Connecticut and I was able to fly out and see her. And we came and did a day in New York. And that was my first time doing like a full-fledged day. I saw Phantom of the Opera on Broadway and it was the most incredible experience of my life. It just could not have been cooler to me. And just walking around as a teenager, being there, it just the world felt so different from the world I was living in. And I just couldn't believe that people were living there and that was their lives. And for me, it was this really cool vacation, but I just thought how cool would it to be here? And I've always had that thought in my head. And then when I was 19, I came on a like spontaneous day trip. I was visiting some friends in Maryland and we came up here. I grew up Mormon. And at this point I had tried to go on a mission, ended up coming home early. So I felt like I didn't really know what direction my life was headed in. I was very confused. I had just barely started at the University of Utah and I'd finished one semester and I knew I wanted to go into social work. I was loving going into that field, but at that point I was just doing generals. And I was here for the 
day. I mean, it was totally spontaneous. And I was driving a car around New York, which I would not recommend. And we came to Central Park and we just sat down and there was like an impromptu baseball game going on and we were watching it. And I just thought, I can live here. This doesn't have to be just like a pipe dream or like something I just think about. Like I could actually do this. And then I thought school would probably be the best way to move here. And then it was like, what universities are here? Where can I go? And that was the first time I felt like, okay, this can be a reality for me. If I want this to happen, I can make this happen. But there was a lot that happened in between that and moving here. So that was just more of like a special moment. But that was the first time I was like, okay, I can do that if I want to. I think that's really special because doing something big like this can often take time. Like deciding that obviously like you'd moved across the country before, but it's different when you're doing it as an adult. It's different when you're going to be living alone. So having moments that kind of lead you to thinking like, okay, this is a thing. It's comforting to know that like it takes time, but like things that are important to you, like that they can happen. Yeah. The time element was for sure at times the most frustrating thing about it because there's so much time has passed between when I first thought that to now. And even when I was 18, we'd been in Utah for a year. I had this kind of weird freak out about college and I quit school right before it started. And I was like, I'm not going to go to college and that's not going to be me. And I'm not going to do that. I was kind of having my little like rebellious moment. And I decided, okay, I'll move to New York City because I just thought that's the dream. But it turns out it really wasn't that easy to try and move as an 18-year-old. I ended up in D.C. in a situation that just didn't pan out. And so I ended up coming home pretty quickly after. And it felt like a failure. And I thought, I tried so hard to make that work and it didn't work. What happened? But I think sometimes it does take time to get all those elements into place so that you can make it work, especially with a big move. I think sometimes we hear stories in the movies and online about someone who just packed up their life and moved and everything was great. And I just don't think that's the reality for everyone. And that certainly was not the reality for me. Yeah, I think that there's maybe a certain type of personality that works for And that's also like a very, like a better movie than if you like spend a bunch of years thinking about something. There's also the element of like luck. If you like do that and it just works out, there's a lot of luck and a lot of us need planning to make things happen the way we want to. Tell me a little bit about the time in between, like when you thought, okay, I could move here, like when you were younger and thinking that and to the point now, obviously there were some frustrations. What were some of the things that like you were working on figuring out or some of the things that like had to be like addressed or taken care of so that you could be to the point that you wanted to do that, that you could do this. So right after graduating with my bachelor's, I started working at DCFS and I had a contract there for 18 months. So I knew right from the start that like I was going to be in Utah for another 18 months. And that was just kind of the situation. I wanted to go to grad school. I knew I wanted to go to grad school. And so my plan all along was that as soon as I finish my contract, I'll go back to school. I know I didn't want to do it in Utah, but I also didn't want to just hang everything on this New York dream 
because visiting somewhere and living somewhere are two very different things. And I had only experienced visiting, which I think you get these rose colored glasses when you visit somewhere and you see all these good things and it's not exactly how living there is. And so I applied to Columbia, but I also applied to three other schools that weren't in New York. There was this process of, okay, which school has the best program? Which program will be the best for me? And then there was this factor of the city. Like I did want to live in New York, but I also knew I could make any of those other cities work. And it was a lot of like back and forth for me. I didn't choose the Columbia program specifically because it was in New York. It definitely felt like a perk, but I didn't feel like I could hinge everything on that. You just, it's hard to say how things will pan out. And I didn't want to pick a a subpar program for a location that I wanted to live. I really wanted like the program to be my focus. And it just worked out that Columbia also has a good program and it's in New York. So that was how that worked out for me. I just, I knew that I was going to go to grad school. And once I got into Columbia and things started falling into place, I accepted the Columbia offer probably in April, I want to say, and then didn't move out here till June. But what what's bringing me out here is school. And I knew that would be a good landing spot for moving to a new city because I would already have this kind of built-in community through the school and I would have things going on through the school. And so it wasn't so much about worrying, oh, I need to find a job so that I can move somewhere. Because I just did, I did it through school and I knew that was a little bit of an easier way to move to a city. It gives a little bit of a bridge and they also have all sorts of programs and things to like help students get used to being at school and they expect students to come from different places. So it's nice to have someone that like wants you to adjust. And then about like making the move. You've been in New York for a long time. You'd been there as an adult. There were things you had to wrap up and then also you had to settle in a new place. What were some of the things that were exciting about that? But also what were some of the challenges or some of the things that maybe were hard that were unexpected about making that transition. Utah feels like the complete opposite of where I am now in so many ways. Some of the hard things, I miss Walmart and I complain about it all the time to everyone because I loved Walmart and Walmart is not a thing here. That was like, that's been a weird adjustment. As far as Utah goes, there was, it just, it felt like it was coming to a natural end for me. I was finishing my job. I was single. I still had friends there. And I still talk with them and we have good relationships, but it just, everything just felt like it was winding down. Like I, there was just this natural transition. My car was dying. I was going to have to buy a new car if I was staying. Like everything was just, it was coming to a point because I'd I'd been living with my parents while I was working for two years and I couldn't do that forever. So I was going to need to move out anyway. And so it felt like my life was going to change no matter what. It couldn't remain the way that it was. And that was nice. I felt like I have a lot of closure. It wasn't like I was leaving this very full life. I had a lot of wonderful things there. And I definitely miss my sodas. But everything was naturally like winding down, partly because I knew I was moving. So I was closing a lot of chapters. And then coming here, the hardest thing has been being by myself. I did not know anybody here. I signed a lease with three roommates I had never met. We had FaceTimed and luckily it's working out really well. And that hasn't been an issue. I did not know anybody. And that was hard in the beginning. 
It was really hard. I felt like there was so much to do here, but everything I did, I had to do alone. And I don't really mind doing things alone, but after a while, it does get a little draining to just constantly be doing things on your own. And I was like, I see why all the stories I heard about grad school growing up were like couples moving so the husband could go to grad school. I was like, this is why you do it in a pair, (laughs) because then you have someone built in instead of me trying to do it all by myself and not knowing anyone. It's been the hardest thing. And then also this feeling of like, I can't complain or I can't be sad, which no one is putting that on me. That's just kind of me on me because I'm here. I've always wanted to be here. This is wonderful. I can't complain about being here, but it's making me realize more and more that like every place truly does have good and bad things, even the places that in my mind are just like incredible. And that to me is the difference between like vacationing somewhere and living somewhere. I feel like that's just such an important thing to remember that like places don't fix things or magically change things. And like even something that is exciting is hard. And that doesn't mean you don't do the new thing. That doesn't mean you don't make the move. That doesn't mean that you don't change things, but just to recognize that like challenges come with us or new challenges arrive in new places. And that's just, that's okay. That's part of our experience. Totally. I have feeling more and more that it's like every place has good and bad things to offer, no matter where you are. And it's figuring out what bad can you tolerate and what good for you outweighs that because there's no place you can move that everything will be good, everything will work out, and that you'll just absolutely love it. I just don't think that's maybe there's someone out there that feels that way. But at least for me, that has not been my experience. So then tell me a little bit about getting to know the city, starting to make a place feel like home, especially where you are on your own, because that's a challenge when you're the person that has to make it feel like home. Yeah, it's been a lot figuring it out as I go. I wish I could say that like every day I'm out in the city doing something, but that's not true. There are definitely days where I'm like, this is kind of hard and I just stay at home and I watch a show and I'm like, this adjustment has been rough. And then there are other days where like I go to a museum by myself or I I seen a lot of Broadway. I really threw myself into Broadway. I figured out that was a really wonderful activity to do by myself because it's like you're alone, but you're surrounded by people and you're all having this shared experience. And so you're alone, but it never feels lonely. So I have seen way too many Broadway shows, especially in the beginning, because I'd had such fond memories of Broadway. I was like, okay, this is a thing that makes me happy. Let's just keep recreating this experience over and over again. So there's been some of that. I go on a lot of walks. I've been just trying to explore the city. Sometimes I'll pick an area and I'll just go walk over there. I've also been trying to find groups. I went to this walking group in Central Park and that was really sweet. And I actually met a really great friend there. And so that was like a really cool opportunity. It's been a lot of putting myself out there. If I just stayed in my apartment, there would be nothing would be happening for me. And there no one would be coming to me. I wouldn't be getting these things if it wasn't me going out there and trying new things and really putting myself out there. And that's the only way for me that this has started to feel like home. And it's also, it's familiarity. The longer I'm here, the more I start to know the areas, the more I start, you know, I have a deli that's like 
not even a block away from we're like on the same street and i'm fine like i recognize the people who are there and they see me when i go to get my celsius and it's just slowly over time starting to become more and more familiar i feel like i'm finally in this phase of okay this isn't i've been here a little over two months this isn't just a vacation this isn't like an extended trip this is where i am and I feel finally like I'm adjusting to that. I don't have to pull up Google Maps every time I take the subway now. So that feels like a big accomplishment. I think that's a massive accomplishment. (laughs) And I I just love the idea that like how you get to know a place, how you like meet people, how you like build like soft connections or the connections that lead to bigger friendships is doing the same things. Not that everything needs to be the same, but you know, it's going to a place you like over and over again. It's continuing to go out. It's continuing to just be in the world. And that's when the opportunities come, like when you repeatedly do that. For sure. That's definitely how I feel like I've made the most of it is building a routine and finally seeing things and places consistently rather than trying something new every single time. I also just love the idea of like finding an activity for you that like you can do alone but doesn't feel lonely. Like I think a play is such a good example because like even if you went with a friend, like you're not going to talk during the play. Like, you know, you just wouldn't do that. So it makes a lot of sense as a solo activity. And I feel like probably a lot of people have an activity that like makes a lot of sense to do alone because it doesn't feel lonely. And just it's nice to it's nice to do that and let yourself enjoy that. Yeah, it's really nice that there are activities you can do. And I love the distinction between alone and lonely. Like they're not the same thing because you can be alone and not feel lonely. And I've been so grateful that in the last couple of years, I've really prioritized learning to do things by myself and being okay with that and not struggling with that. Because if I had an issue with that, moving here would be nearly impossible. I wouldn't want to do anything. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. I wouldn't really get anywhere that way because I feel like for the most part I'm doing a lot of things alone here not so much anymore but that's how it's been that's how it started that's how it starts anywhere when you move by yourself is figuring things out by yourself and so I'm just grateful that's a skill I already had rather than one I'm trying to learn while I'm trying to adapt to a new city Being comfortable being alone is a really important skill, even if you're not moving for goals that you have as an adult, especially if you are a single adult. I think that is one of the most powerful skills you can cultivate for yourself, because if you're worried about being alone, if you're worried about going to the party without a plus one, if you're worried about having to, you know, do all the chores, all the things that like keep your life going alone, if you're worried about like moving alone, you're either miss out on a lot of things or you either settle for something that isn't a good fit to alleviate it. Yeah. And I've also, I've seen people end up in not great relationships because they don't want to be alone. And it's hard because as humans, we want connection. We want that, that feeling of friendship, of love, of that shared experience with someone else. And we're supposed to want that. That's not a bad thing to want that, but it can, I think it's a spectrum and it's figuring out you don't have to do everything alone and you don't have to do everything with people but balancing that out and recognizing that it is okay to do things by yourself and you don't need to always find somebody to do things with you i actually have found the most freedom in that because i feel like i have 
total control over the things that I do. If I want to do something, but someone else, I can't find someone who wants to join me, then that doesn't hold me back from doing it. Like I can still do it anyway. And that gives me so much more freedom than if I was dependent on needing someone to come with me. I would never get anywhere with that. Yeah, I love that. I am curious for you when you kind of look at like your experience with ambition and when you look at what you're hoping for for your future, how do you feel like this move fits into that picture of what you are working towards or hoping your life is going to be? I feel like I'm a very ambitious person. I think to my detriment sometimes. I like I went to Lagoon a couple of years ago in Utah and I was like this is a total racket. It costs this much money for these kinds of roller coasters. I grew up going to like Bush Gardens and I'm like that quality of theme park was so much better and then I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, because they have a monopoly on the area, like they can charge as much as they want because they're the only amusement park. And so then I was like, I'm going to open my own amusement park. And I'm immediately like Googling lots. And I'm like, okay, we could look at like putting it up here, putting it up there. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? Like you do not have time or investors or like, how would you build an amusement park? But that's just how my brain works is it's like, I see something and I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do something different. And sometimes it's definitely led me being in situations where I'm like, okay, this is not great. I probably should have paused and done a little bit more thinking and a little less action. But I love my ambition and my drive. I think it has gotten me as far as it, as far as I am now. And I think it will continue to, I feel like moving out here it was ambitious in and of itself but I loved that it got me into this world this New York world and I saw what was available for social workers in Salt Lake and I didn't want it I wanted more it's interesting because I can't really define what more looks like I don't know I thought I knew exactly what I wanted for my career and now I have absolutely no idea what I want for my career. I'm very passionate about the field. I don't know how that will translate into me working. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know exactly what kind of position. I don't have it set up where it's like, okay, as soon as I graduate, this is exactly what I want to do. I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I don't feel like I need to know which is a weird feeling for me. I like a lot of control. And so I always want to know. But in this instance, I don't feel like I need to know. And because I know I'm ambitious, I know that once I do know, I will go after it. And that I have that drive in me. So I'm not super worried. Like I know that it's going to work out. I think there are opportunities out there that I just don't even know about yet because I have such kind of a small scope right now. I guess I I don't really know how ambition will fit into my future other than I know that when I want something, I will try and figure out how to get there. I love that. And I love that the move and recognizing that you, you weren't happy with the way certain options were somewhere else and now you're in a new place and realizing that you don't know all the options that exist, but that you can be excited and curious and that you can let time help you find some of those things. Because I think that can be scary if you're someone with a lot of goals. But I realized a few years ago, like when I was graduating college, I'm like, the goals aren't so clear anymore. But like, I want to be focused on being happy because I know I'm not going to be happy 
if I'm not contributing to my community, if I'm not doing things that excite me, if I don't have relationships. So I'm going to focus on being happy. And if I feel happy, I'm going to enjoy it. And if I feel discontent, I'm going to work on seeing like what I can add or take away and let time address some of those things, like having the patience to let time help you figure some things out, I think is is really powerful. I do too. And I also don't have a lot of patience. So this is new for me. I'm trying a little bit more to be like, okay, we're going to be patient with it and it's going to work out and everything's going to happen. And I'm very much someone who wants to be in control. I want to know exactly what's going to happen. I want to plan it out. I want to make it happen. And I think there's just that mix in life. I think there's some things that we have total control over. And then there are things that we just have absolutely zero control over. Like, I'm sure if you were to ask my mom, she would say the opposite. And she would be like, you have no patience about this. And you want to know exactly what you're doing. Because I've complained about that. But I'm trying a little bit more to be patient with the process. And just to see that there's just things I can't anticipate. Like, if you had told me at 18 that this is where I would be. I never would have been like, yeah, for sure. I absolutely see. It. I just wouldn't have because I didn't have, I didn't have the experience that I do now. I didn't have the, I didn't see that my life was going in this direction. I didn't know it was going to. And so I just wouldn't have believed you. And maybe in five years, I'll be saying the same thing. And I'll be like, I never would have believed you if you told me that when I was in grad school. So I think there's just, there's things out there that I just don't know yet. Is there anything that's come to mind while we've been chatting that you haven't had a chance to share? The only thing I want to say, because this has been the most reflective part of the move for me, is how easy it is to make friends here. I have talked endlessly about how hard it is to make friends as adults. I struggled so much with that in Utah. I could not make friends. It felt like for anything. And I've always had one or two good friends, but we often didn't live near each other or we we lived near each other for a time and then didn't after that. And there was like a time, I think I was 20 or maybe 21 where I was so lonely. I think it's the loneliest I have ever been. And I was reaching out, I was trying, but loneliness kind of compounds and it's the longer you're lonely, the harder it is to try and make connections, especially if you're in fear of rejection, which rejection sucks. And it was just so hard. And I see all these things online about how hard it is to make friends. And I totally empathize because that's where I was. That's, that was my experience. And having been here, I'm just like, I cannot believe how easy it is to make friends. I don't know if I've just gotten really lucky. And if I have just like founded on the right people in the right area, but what I have found is that people here are very genuine. And so if they don't want to hang out with you, they won't. And if they do want to hang out with you, they will. And so right from the start, there's not this, at least in Utah, I always experienced this weird dance almost of, okay, we've met. Are we going to hang out? Are we not going to hang out? Do you want to be my friend? Do you not? What's the end goal here? What's the interest? And here I haven't felt that at all. People are very blunt and very honest, but I think, which I think is often discounted and we consider that a bad thing. But for me, I feel like I'm on pretty firm footing with the people here because I know they're being genuine with me. I know if they don't want to hang out with me, they're not going to do it just out of obligation. If we're meeting outside of something, then it's because we want to spend time together. And so that has been the most interesting part 
of this whole move for me is just seeing that, like how being genuine can translate into adult friendships. Did you want to share your social media handle before we wrapped up? Sure. So my handle is living for hope and there's a period between every word as I can't get it without the periods yet. Perfect. And that's for Instagram, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And you have posted like, you're posting just like your reviews of your Broadway musicals, just like as a human going to them, like just like solely based on whether or not you had a good time, which I've enjoyed. And you've shared some of your fun New York things. So if people want to get like a glimpse or just know a little bit about what you're up to, I've had a lot of fun seeing it. Thanks. I The Broadway is really fun for me because every time I read a review, it's from people who are in the musical theater world and they're critiquing it pretty heavily and it's okay, but this set wasn't perfect and this wasn't. And I'm like, I am a very regular person. I have no ties to Broadway musical theater. I'm never going to end up in that scene. And so for me, it's just like, did I go and did I enjoy it? And would I recommend it? And so that's been really fun. It's also kind of like a little a digital journal for me. I get to look back on all the shows I've been to and that's been really cool. And I will say I'm someone that reviews books on whether or not I'm happy when I finish it. That's like how I am, like whether or not I had a good time. So I appreciate people just being like, nope, I had a good time or I didn't have a good time. That's just the scale we're going on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for joining me. This was really fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Emily for joining me. Thank you so much to you for your time. I'm so glad you're here. You can find this podcast on Instagram, not a backup plan. You can email me, madelinek at gmail.com if you have feedback or thoughts or guest suggestions. I would love that. You can support this podcast on Patreon. And, you know, hopefully I will be back in two weeks with another great interview. And in the meantime, remember, this is your life. It's not a plan B. Bye.